0: Hey, David. What's up?
1: Well, I I did a really bad thing and (laughs) it's not even worth playing the song. You know, when you're tempted to buy food because you see something attached to a movie and it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and you feel bad if you don't have the take the chance at it.
0: Well, I have all of the Star Wars large size cups from Cineplex. So, yes.
1: So the other half goes to me the other day. Let's go to little Caesars. And I was like, oh my God, I can get a Batman pizza. Don't do it, guys. <laughs> Don't do it. The the pizza part is great, but whatever they put inside that, the the head of the Batman and the butt of the Batman is just a disgusting mess of garlic, not ranch and cheese and bleh.
0: so what you're saying is that they took what uh essentially Bruce Wayne feels that happened to his parents. And they mash it up and put it inside the head of the Batman.
1: Yes, except this Batman was not played by Michael Keaton. You, oh, know you know what? Who... <laughs> <laughs> we were say.
0: You know who also is not played by Michael Keaton?
1: Uh, us and the scene on screen podcast. Your favorite
2: tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the scene on screen podcast with your
1: host, Sean and David. That's right, that's right. Just me, David, the scene on screen podcast, you know, the usual suspects on a Friday.
0: Nobody else, no guests. Yeah. Fuck other people. You are, yeah. guys are here to listen to our sweet, sweet vo- voices.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Owen's already been voted off the island. He will no yeah. longer be welcome here.
0: Owen oh, he- is no longer allowed on the scene on screen podcast. Only on 86.9.
1: <laughs> okay, so I got a message after our last episode aired and he was just like the person wrote in. They were like, does everybody know about the lake? Is the lake a real radio station? <laughs> I was like, kind of. It it all stems back to that whole, you're driving down a country road, you're on the way to cottage country, and you see that one sign that says, like, Jesus saves. And then you see that, like, that little radio station sign, and then you see 411 assistance, and then you see
0: 96.2, the lake. And then you see the best titty bar in town, and the next one is Jesus saves again. Like, it's, it's always back and forth. Uh, The funniest uh, sign
1: I've ever seen driving down the hallway is between Guelph and Hamilton. There's a nudist colony. And when I was younger, I had no idea what that was. So I continually asked about it every time we drove in between until once I figured it out. And then I was like, wow, that took me a lot longer than 12 years old to figure out what a nudist colony is. But that's using my noodle
0: so in more than one way
1: (laughs) so we don't really have anything to talk about this week you know there's no news that has been dropping in the world or in gaming no no surprise announcements from nintendo and certainly no games coming out in march so like there's no reason to record
0: sean you know you use that joke like at least twice a month
1: nah (laughs) even more so people love it but yeah, let's start. Let's start off with the biggest piece of news this week, and that was just Pokemon seems to recapture our hearts, and they've announced a new game. It's called Pokemon Scarlet or Pokemon Violet, and uh, I didn't see this coming. Nobody really did, especially after yeah, it the, the came last out of direct.
0: And it's, you'd think that they would have shown this at the direct, right? Like when they knew that everyone was watching, because the Nintendo directs is where, literally, even if you're not a, a Nintendo fan. You still are interested in what Nintendo is coming out with.
1: I I will say, though, the thing that kind of caught me off guard is when it was sent to me, it said Pokemon game, Facebook gaming. I was like, the metaverse got a hold of like the rights to Pokemon. I I don't understand. And it was just, I guess, a link through Facebook. But this game looks like it's going to be a combination of what we're now seeing mechanics wise through Arceus. And a brand new game that's never been told before. And I got to say, I'm intrigued. Especially with the way Arceus kind of, A, presented itself. And B, the playability of Arceus. Like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it at all. And I'm having a pretty good time.
0: Yeah, I think with Arceus, the the change in gameplay, it was much needed for the Pokemon, Um, I don't know, style. Because when you think about it, since what nineteen ninety eight when Pokemon came out, they've been doing the same thing over and over again they've they've added every game has like some new mechanic, but fundamentally it's still like the the grinding of going around catching pokemon and and leveling it up that way with r c s adding in that open world mechanic with which Sword and Shield had like an open world area, but it wasn't the same as what we see in Arceus, right? Um, But adding that mechanic with being able to catch Pokemon out there without having to battle them and wear them down if you don't want to was a breath of fresh air for the series. And I was really hoping that any new Pokemon games would take that mechanic and build upon it.
1: Yeah, I think they really put themselves into a corner too when they released Let's Go and then they went backwards to Sword and Shield and uh Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They chain they were like, "Oh, this mechanic really works. People really like it. They love the idea of just throwing Pokéballs and walking away." And Arceus gave you I the hate ability- that idea. <laughs> Arceus gave you legitimately the, uh, the ability to do both. So you had the ability to just like chuck balls and run away or actually fight and that's what made the game unique. And now we're seeing in the trailer for Violet and Scarlet the exact same mechanics. I honestly thought it was an Arceus trailer at first or a DLC. Because, yeah, like, like I thought it looked like Psydux an update. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so the one thing that I've noticed, though, is that because it's so easy to just go around and, and collect Pokemon in Arceus because you see one, you can just throw a Pokeball at it and and catch it. It kind of takes that difficulty out of finding that like really rare Pokemon and battling it just to get its its health down just enough. And you have to hope that you get it caught. Uh, remember trying to catch an Abra? Literally, <laughs> it was the hardest thing ever, right? You had to put it to sleep and you had to just hope that your Pokemon was fast enough that it went before the Abra teleported away. Yeah. So they don't really have that in RCS I think the catching mechanic is more accessible to new people, but the there is that difficulty of... It is a harder game, especially some of the, like, the boss battles. But I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Scarlet and Violet because they're taking that mechanic, but then they're adding more... It looks like they're adding more villages and stuff like that. And apparently, from what I have read, it's going to be like a seamless transition between towns and open world stuff
1: that's really cool because the way i think they went backwards a little bit from what sword and shield did compared to rcs but i understand rcs was a different type of game so they had to be able to to use travel like that to continually save the game so we'll see and we also see that there's three new actually appealing starters when you looked at like i couldn't even tell you what sword and or not sword and shield um sun and moon were because it was just such a bad iteration of the game. Like I was mm-hmm. looking at all the starters and those were three a's I couldn't name. And now we got like a little grass cat, a little uh fire alligator or fire fire crocodile and a duck with a cool haircut.
0: Yeah, do you know the duck's name?
1: It's Quaxley.
0: No, I thought it was Ducks Yeah, Quaxley or is it Ducksley? No, it's Quaxley. Ducksley you well, picking...
1: have to have like a bow tie.
0: Yeah, I'm totally picking Quaxley as my starter just because you must protect
1: <laughs> I mean, it's Quaxley, uh Fukoko, which is the little fire croc, and then Sprigatito, Sprigatito. I I don't I know. know. I don't want the little grass cat. The grass cat
0: That's looks stupid. That's Dutch.
1: <laughs> That's Dutch for <laughs> grass cat.
0: Yeah, it's so that you can say your ass is grass cat.
1: I I think what they've done is the same thing <laughs> that Nintendo did with uh, with Zelda. They they changed the mechanic, they changed the formula, but kept the core fundamentals the same. And now we're going to see another 10, 15 year run, just like we're going to see Breath of the Wild 2 and probably Breath of the Wild 3.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Plus every remake they ever make.
0: I'm a little disappointed, though, that they got away from the style that they did with Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Because that was just enough of an update to bring those games in to make them look more modern. And then with a brilliant diamond and shining pearl or whatever, they went back to that kind of like chibi style artwork. And I know that they were trying to keep as close to the original uh, GameCube or not GameCube uh, Game Boy, like pixel art. But it needed that update to make it look more modern. So I think that's they they missed out on that mark, um, but with uh, Scarlet and Violet or whatever, I think that if they take all the good parts of um, Arceus and and update them so that they have a... Like, I'm really interested how they're going to do uh, random battles with uh, other trainers. Because, you know, like yeah. in the, the 2D versions, it was the maps were designed so that you could not avoid them. Yeah, and the battle
1: backdrops were always the same too. So you're right. right. It it should be fresh and it should be different.
0: It'll be interesting to see how they do that, especially if they're going with a more open world um design of the game. But that's one thing that really made the Pokemon game stand out. The random battles with Pokemon in the wild and then trainer battles as you're going along, right? Exactly. I'm excited. Which one are you going to get?
1: Uh, I don't know, Violet. I'm drawn to purple.
0: Sweet. I am getting Scarlet, so easy peasy.
1: But if I see the Legendaries and I see something cool, I might switch. You never know. Um, It's actually, it could be a prime contender for Game of the Year already. Like, I mean, Elden Ring's already doing its damage, but with no Call of Duty coming out, which we'll talk about in a little bit, there's a, a completely new landscape of games happening this year, and nintendo dropping a nugget like this in october or november still qualifies for game of the year consideration which is definitely something that they haven't fought for in the last little bit Arceus could also compete but it came out in december last year so it'll also be considered mm-hmm.
0: it's crazy i i honestly don't think we'll be seeing a uh a pokemon game game of the year for a while
1: or ever now david Probably. I'm sorry, I I lied to you and I lied to our
0: listeners. What's new?
1: No, I feel bad. There's a there's a special a, a special guest in our in our green room.
0: What are you talking about? And we already that, did Owen.
1: No, no, a different one. <laughs> See, I was I was pondering to myself last week. I was like, what number is better than three? And I landed on four. So we, uh, we've we been in talks with a, a friend of ours, and he's uh, kindly come on over to join a, a few episodes of our show.
0: He's going to lend out. us his vocal cords,
1: he, and the maybe sweet, some sweet the
0: sounds TikTok. that come out of his mouth for our listeners.
1: I think we should have told him before leaving the green room that swearing is totally allowed here, because it is part of his brand on uh, some of his TikToks. But let's introduce our friend, shall we?
0: where he's a man whose name you'd love to touch but you mustn't touch his name sounds good in your ear but when you say it you mustn't fear because his name can be said by anyone nah.
1: i wish i recorded that on my own but homer simpson is the only person i know that could properly introduce my friend max who uh you guys some of our listeners because we've we've brought up some of his uh videos on our show before may know him as farbsy max how are you my friend
2: hello i am uh i'm good i'm excited to
1: be here we're we're ecstatic to have you i <laughs> wanted to one up excited it's fair So Max, why don't you uh, tell our listeners who don't know who you are a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Um, Hello. But don't
0: give don't give too much away though. Yeah, we want to keep them coming back for more.
2: Exactly, just the right amount of spice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: My name is Max. I uh, I guess I'm a content creator. I don't know. Is that like? There we go. It's very true. Uh, I am a content creator from Toronto. I love movies. I love social media, and I love making people laugh. I love comedy. Um, and, and I will save the rest
0: you. for
1: another time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bookmark that story. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this quote years from now. We'll be like, do you remember that time Max said he liked to make people laugh, and he's making people cry right now? What is going on? Why yeah. are we doing this? Love
2: that for if, me.
0: <laughs> well, well we is... can start a new segment that says "Make Me Laugh, Max," <laughs> and then he has to he has to make a joke and see if we can laugh. He,
1: oh like man, it's a, it's a tall order. Uh, I will tell you from personal experience: the uh, like we we game together quite a bit, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't have one of us just chuckling or laughing at something he said while we're playing, we, we've clearly not done something right, or we're not listening to him. That's for sure. <laughs> So you you mentioned that you're uh you're a movie lover and you're a, a a person who appreciates a good a good laugh. What kind of movies are you into? Our, our listeners, I'm sure, would love to hear. And uh, if
0: you truly are a movie lover, name one hundred movies right now.
2: Oh damn! Okay, maybe not that intense, <laughs> but like I I would say like my top five comedies as of right now, in in no particular order: Walk Hard, Step Brothers, Pineapple Express, The Other Guys. And probably like super bad would probably be a good one to throw in there as well.
1: You you have a very specific and eclectic type of, uh, yeah. <laughs> movies. it's does your movie have Will Ferrell, John C. Riley or Jonah Hill in it? Check, check, check. Okay. Uh, we're good.
2: Just to add to that, okay. let me swap out super bad with anchor,
1: man.
0: <laughs> there you go. See, I thought um, you were going
1: to take out your highness. Oh, just, just to keep I haven't the joke seen that going.
0: one in so long. Actually.
1: Yeah. Same. <laughs>
0: Now uh, oh, a yeah. question that I'm sure all of our listeners are dying to hear uh what's the who is the best Batman?
2: Oh shit. I mean there's only one answer. I I hope there is an there is someone that comes to mind and I hope that this is what would be considered the right answer. It's got to be Christian Bale.
1: <laughs> I, I love
2: it. I I mean listen, Michael Keaton's cool. Val Kilmer, you know, the, Michael Keaton and Val Michael Keaton
0: is the only Batman. <laughs> That's the answer. You had one opportunity, and you you blew it.
2: I love Christian Bale. I just like not not as a not as a person, but uh,
0: I oh, would say. Oh my god! I, I totally set a, you up for that one. You, and you, you did. And you, I was, let I was me hoping down. I'd be right, David. <laughs> no, I would David have Michael picked King. Val Kilmer. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Which one was Val Kilmer? Was he? Which Batman was he in?
1: Wasn't he Returns?
0: Was he Batman Returns? Well, now yeah. I can't
1: remember because it was Clooney who was in the best Batman of all time. And it's not even close. The Batman nipple Forever. Batman.
0: Yeah, the nipple one.
1: <laughs> nipple, Nipples and neon Batman.
0: Yeah. When they like, were shooting those parts, like I would love to see the behind the scene of them just recording the nipple and crotch shots for that. <laughs> Like, like, oh, no, we didn't get that one uh, just right. You know, we need the nipple to stop right in this portion of the frame. Don't yeah, turn well, so fast. Okay, hold on. It's it's warming up in here. Can we can we turn the AC on a little bit more off here? We got to get the well, nipples harder.
2: I, I think, if anything, imagine being one of the people who made the suit. And then you, like, bring it to, like, I don't know, the director or, like, the head of the studio. And you're like, this is what we're working with. And then someone there was just like, you know what? You know what the suit's missing? Set of nipples, throw them on there.
0: It, now, now, were they also formed? Like you know how like they do casts of of actors' faces for prosthetic for like masks hmm. and stuff like that. Did they actually do like a prosthetic cast of uh, the nipples? To, <laughs> do do the nipples fit in the suit? It's like a it's question. a skin tight suit, <laughs> but do the nipples fit in those areas? Is it <laughs> is it like a when you you guys change tires on a car ever? Yeah, You know how you have to put twice, you know, you put the uh, ratchet thing on there and it's got like the little ball lock. Mm -hmm. Is that like the nipple? They put the suit on and then the nipples lock into the (laughs) You've thought about this this (laughs) way too much. I'm excited about this. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I like like Max, I want to change my answer because the best Batman in no, no contest to me is Batfleck that Ben Affleck might have been the best Batman of all time. And apparently Robert Pattinson kills it,
0: but you know what? I, I really did like Affleck's Batman. Yeah. He brought like a grittiness to Batman that, that the character needed. Um, did you ever watch some of the animated Batman films? Yeah. Like, um,
1: like the justice league ones and flashpoint and all that. No, stuff? not
0: even like, like the standalone ones. Like there was like the killing joke. Oh, um, yeah. And there's a few other ones where, like, Batman's like an old, grumpy old man who doesn't want to put up with people's shit anymore, where he legitimately kills people, and he just doesn't give a fuck. And that is a cool side of Batman that we, like, never see, right? Because, like, the superheroes that we see on the screen are always, you know, all for justice and righteousness, and unless it's, like, the Punisher, where, where they actually kill people. But, you know, the, the main ones, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man... Every single um, Power Ranger, every single Power Ranger, <laughs> yeah. You know, like they don't—they don't actually like kill people. They're not gritty like that. And Affleck's Batman was that like grittiness, and I would have loved to see what he would have done with the character if he had the opportunity to.
1: In Batman versus Superman, he was a straight-up murderer, man. He was—he like, was—he was killing people. This is probably people, a good
2: he, time for me to mention that I don't think Ben Affleck is a good actor in general. <laughs>
1: That that is and... also fair, very fair, and that's why I think he pulls it off. There's three movies he's good in: Jersey Girl, Batman, and what the hell was the third one? Oh, um, the movie he <laughs> he's takes credit. Three. I can t- I can only remember two of them. Um, good Will. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: that movie's awful. <laughs> no, the, little that little whole words. Family Guy I don't joke. Think he, like, like why?
0: Well, hold on why do you think he's a bad actor I'm curious because I know that I mean, ben Affleck, ben Affleck is one of these actors where you either like love him or hate him
2: i now for me hate is a very strong word i i don't hate him i i just don't his acting is very stale to me it almost seems like it's the same thing every time but not in a good way in the way where it's like i'd like to see him do something a little bit different to show some range i just feel like it's very it's it's like one note
0: Okay, yeah, that's it's, fair.
1: It's, it's kind of like what Max was just saying was when Stewie says about Lois, I don't want her dead. I just don't want her to be alive I don't want anymore. to kill
0: her. I just don't want her to be alive anymore.
1: Another special guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I, I kind of feel the same way about uh, Gal Gadot, or whatever, oh, how you pronounce her name. Gal Gadot, yeah, uh, I agree. She. We watched Red Notice the other day, and i, I sent a message to Sean I don't know if it was in our group chat or if it's just Sean Uh, Sean and I are in like nine different WhatsApp chats so half the time if I'm trying to send a message to him I don't know which room we're talking (laughs) in but anyways I'm watching it and her range of motion and the way that she acts is very I don't know it's it's it feels stale already because Wonder Woman is a character is very similar to to superman that is a like a one emotion character right uh and then i just felt that with in red notice she was playing the same character right like she have you guys seen red notice yeah i have not no okay so i don't want to spoil it to you it's not a horrible movie but it's not something that like you need to go home to watch right away um i just felt like she could have done so much more with her character in that f- movie because it, she wasn't a superhero. She wasn't. Uh, well, she's well, you know, from the trailer, she's a bad one of the bad guys, right? She could be so much more. And we've had some great actors in the past to play some amazing villain characters. You know, you look at most of the, the James Bond villains, right? Like they are these like one dimensional characters, but the actors that that are playing them make them so interesting like they you know that like they're scheming and they have something else going on whereas in red notice you was just kind of like i felt like i was watching wonder woman again but she just wasn't wonder woman
1: uh, that can't be possible because the second wonder woman movie was so bad that i know you'd never watch it again
0: well this is true i i thought it <laughs> felt like wonder woman 0.5 like- Two point five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where you don't know the name of the bad guy until the credits roll. That's how bad that movie was.
0: Yeah, that let's. That was a dark time. For, so for everyone.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to do a little bit of gaming news? Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's it's a weird time in our world. Obviously, we know there's uh, some troubles <laughs> going on overseas, specifically with that 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 country, Russia. Um, But more specifically, it's actually now started to really creep into what's happening um, with North American companies sending things over to to Russia. So in the span of a month, we've seen EA delay a Sims pack because of Russia. So uh, for our listeners who don't know, uh, the new Sims package is uh, about weddings and the main storyline is about two women who fall in love and get married and the Russian government did not want that. So EA was like, you know what? We'll delay it. We'll change it. So you have a specific story. Cause we want to still be able to have the game be available to our Russian simmers. Well, all that went out the window like a week ago when Russia decided to invade Ukraine. Now EA is not releasing the game over there at all, but they're also taking away key features in games like NHL and FIFA which have Russian national teams and Belarusian national teams, I believe, have, they've all been removed from the EA games. And I've got to say, like, wow, bold move by EA. But do you guys see this being a long-term thing? Or is it going to be kind of like a, a little penalty? And it's, taken, like it's being taken away right now, but will it be back in the future?
2: So what you're asking is, that, is it going to be a minor or a two-minute minor or a five-minute major?
1: pretty much yeah, yeah that's a great way to put it like that's people good slap question. with a red card <laughs>
0: um i th- i think it'll be a short term but short term as in over the course of a few years of iteration for the games like i i can't see them taking them out of the next game and then putting them back in the uh the fo- game following that
1: yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense like i don't think they're going to remove it it's it's almost impossible and not feasible to have games remove all Russian content. Mm-hmm. Like FIFA, NBA, NHL, they all have Russian players. You have games like Call of Duty, uh, Escape from Tarkov, like you have Russian-based levels in games. Call of You're Duty
0: not- wouldn't exist if Russia wasn't this evil superpower that they have been for so long.
1: Yeah, what what was the uh the last Warzone map called because it was definitely Russia. I forget. Oh, uh, Verdansk. Verdansk. Yeah,
0: it was called Ruski.
1: (laughs) It's it's crazy to think about how in a short time from now, like we could see a lot of this content kind of removed and we're going to see that in in film. We're going to see it everywhere.
0: Well, are they taking like they're not are they editing out these teams and players from current games or is it just the next iteration of, of FIFA and NHL? They're not having those teams.
1: So NHL is removing all the teams as of next week, but they're not removing the players that are on North American contracts. So, like your Ooh. your big star, like Alexander Ovechkin, right now he is still going to be in the game.
0: Wait, is he still playing hockey? Yeah, oh
2: yeah, he's, he's oh he's still he's still like, crushing it.
0: Man, he's like ninety by now, isn't he?
1: <laughs> he <laughs> no, might I think well be. Like, he's 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 older. Yeah, I think he's thirty six or thirty seven.
0: Oh, so he still has, like, half of his teeth so he can still play?
2: He's, like, the but, next Yarmir <laughs> Yager, like, in the sense of he's going to play for literally as long as he can. Yeah,
0: he probably. Takes
1: Elfie's in bed with, like, 20-year-old models <laughs> just so he doesn't get blackmailed. Is that what you're saying? Because I-, I love that. I love that for him. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know that game- they were...
0: I didn't I didn't know that they were taking them the teams out of current games. Yeah. It's- That's kind of crazy, actually. That is a pretty significant move. But here's the thing, though. It's like, how does that affect Russia? It doesn't.
1: I think it affects their pride. I
2: feel like the goal with a lot of companies kind of getting rid of all the Russian stuff in their games or whatever product it is, they just kind of want to, like, A, distance themselves, but B, I think they're trying to say, like, you know what, like, we're that's that's not the world we live in. You know, they're doing their mm-hmm. own thing. That's like, you know, we don't agree with it it's not a part of our world because here in the real world, we're trying to do the best we can. And when Russia's invading countries, like no one's going to take part in that, obviously. So I feel like they're just ultimately trying to like distance themselves and do that by whatever means necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, is this just a PR move for them?
2: It's pro- so probably both.
0: Yeah. I, like it's, it's like yeah. it's at the point where it's almost a bandwagon, right? Like, so globally, yeah, there's all these sanctions going on in Russia that are, are affecting them economically, um, which is, okay, very real and serious things. And that is something that can directly influence how, how they are dealing with the Ukraine situation right now. But when companies who don't really have a huge foot in any real influence on the country – them removing Russian teams or Russian players and stuff like that, that's just, to me, it just seems like a bandwagon thing because it's just like, oh, I'm just joining in on this. Um, it's kind of like, you know, companies that do for like a month, they do like the Black Lives Matter stuff or then then Pride Month, right? And then the next month it's just like nothing, right? And you don't hear anything from these companies for the next 11 months, right? It's just... From, from my point of view, it's just like a PR thing, and it's just so that they can get, especially EA, after all of, like, the bad shit that they get put on for, right? Like, them doing something like this, it's like, oh, people are praising them, right? So then they can forget that they released uh, Broken Battlefield 2042 two months ago, right? Yeah. You- you you nailed
1: it right on the head. And I think the the interesting thing is no other gaming company has done anything yet, but EA, which is typically problematic in a lot of these situations, was the first one to kind of jump up. Now, in all fairness, they also caused their own problem sort of with the whole Sims thing because they were already cutting the game off to Russia because they knew how they felt about LGBTQ situations mm-hmm. and then they were like oh no we'll fix it for you and some people were like oh why would you fix it it's i think it's important that we have that kind of representation in games so ea did a 180 and then like maybe luckily for them they got to reverse their 180 pretty quickly mm-hmm. and it's no longer a pr stunt but they've pulled like they're pulling all their russian support out closing their ea office permanently too from what i'm reading mind you a lot of this stuff is coming from reddit right now so i can't fully tell but it's like the other companies that are involved with removing stuff from Russia right now and esports and gaming in general are just Apple from what I can see um like Activision hasn't pulled anything yet which is kind of surprising and that that's pretty much all I can see at this point
0: so the only gaming company that I think would have a significant influence On not just like not specifically Russian politics, but the support of the Russian population is Valve. If Valve were to shut off service of Steam, the Steam platform to Russia, so that nobody in Russia can play Counter Strike, CSGO, Dota, all of those things, then you would have all these people that are. Playing these games nonstop, that like, because those games are huge in Russia still. Now they have nothing to do. And now it's like, okay, well, what's the problem? How, why did they shut this off? Oh, my government's invading another country for no reason. Right. So, in order to get, I think, in order for serious change to happen, sanctions have to start affecting the average person. In the country, oh. so they've already crunched their their economy, or it's it's starting to fall right with sanctions on freezing bank accounts and stuff like that. So like their their dollar has is worth practically nothing now in the world world market, right? So they're they're doing these things, but from a gaming perspective, you know, taking players out of games and stuff like that, it's not going to do anything. But the only company that I think that would really have Any influence would be Valve.
1: So ask and you shall receive. I just looked it up. Sanctions stop Russian uh, Steam developers from getting paid or paid out. And it also affects Twitch. So...
0: Now, that that could be because of the financial stuff, right? Because they freeze in monetary transactions. But, I mean, like, they still have internet access in in Russia, right? So they can still log into Steam and they can still play those games.
1: If you can't download games anymore because you're there, it's over. So... Uh, That's kind of like maybe in a week from now, we have a better idea of what's going on and we could have a little bit more insight. But Mm -hmm. EA making that move on the day we're recording is big enough news to to make note of it for sure.
0: There was something else that was uh, announced earlier in this week related to the whole Russian situation. And it's not necessarily a sanction, but something has been stripped from uh, Putin directly. i I don't know if you guys heard this
1: i i have a feeling it's the most ridiculous thing it is so ridiculous and it's honorary
0: which is hilarious uh the international taekwondo organization has stripped vladimir putin from his black belt
1: sorry his honorary black belt he never even earned it they handed it to him
0: so so which is funny so when i remember um Reading this on Reddit, like one of the comments was like, Oh, like, I guess Putin's just gonna go and hold on to his belt and let no one take him. And then the next comment was, Taekwon won't. <laughs> it's just like, and it's just kind of funny. Like, seeing this posted the other day, uh, you know, after hearing all these sanctions and stuff like that, like financial, economical stuff, like political stuff. And then this one, Putin has his black belt revoked. It's like, that's just a blow to his ego, <laughs> which is just so funny. It's just kind of like, how can we piss him off?
2: It's so like, <laughs> but, like make him feel targeted. like a little man.
0: Right. It's, it's like a, when you have a fight with your brother or sister or something like that, and you you have to, your parents telling you to apologize and you just tell, say that you're sorry. But then, you know, afterwards you stick your tongue out at them like, haha, like, <laughs> idiot. <laughs>
1: uh it's funny before we move on to our next topic i was explaining to one of my coworkers like the fear that like putin really had um and i was like yeah even in charity hockey games or in like league hockey games people would stop skating if putin was near the puck so he could score goals and then i showed him this youtube thread it was like putin scores six goals putin scores eight goals dot 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 again and you watch these videos, and it's just like him scoring on goalies literally standing there scared. Like, oh, my God, if I stop the puck, what is going to happen?
0: So <laughs> They just, they just drag the goalie off the ice mid-game.
1: <laughs> he has a goal-scoring record in, in Russia for, like, the most goals scored in a game. It's,
0: it's the- kind of crazy, though. Like, the USSR, you know, disbanded so long ago. But the country is still running under like some sort of like not official communist rule, but it pretty much is like it's crazy that, you know, we know like China is is a communist country, right? Like and North Korea and Russia is rather was quote unquote democratic, but they clearly aren't. It's just never thought that we'd see this in our lifetime.
1: Fair, very fair. Do you know what else I didn't think I was ever going to see again? One year without a Call of Duty game being released. We have had consecutive Call of Duty games since 2004. So the birth of the original Modern Warfare. And we're going to be rolling into the end of 2022 being like, where's Call of Duty? W- what are we playing? Like, I understand that Activision and Ravensoft or Raven Software are Really focused on doing a Warzone two and moving everybody off the Warzone one platform, which is going to piss a lot of people off from Michael transact micro transactions.
0: I don't know if they're going to just. I think they are just updating the entire system, right? So I don't think that they're getting rid of Warzone one. They are just. It's just going to eventually migrate over to the new uh, like game engine.
1: I don't know the uh, the Warzone Pacific update was so bad that they still don't let you play with your own guns unless you're playing certain modes. It's uh, it's not very user friendly. Like I know myself and Max, we play on that Alcatraz map because it doesn't change. Like yeah. they add new buildings every once in a while, Ooh. but
2: it stays consistent.
1: How, how do you guys feel about knowing that there isn't going to be a title? It's like Thanksgiving comes every year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably best for, for you know, the COD franchise to take a year off because, I mean, think about like the past two games that have come out, you know, it's it's it was very obvious right on release that they were rushed and not ready at all. So I think it would only help them more to kind of take a year and say, you know what, like, how about we just take our time and get it right so that people stop shitting all over us? Uh, so I, I think it's a good thing personally.
1: What was what was the one two iterations ago? It was like World War 2, but I can't remember um, the name of it. Cold no, War
2: Cold War was was two games ago.
1: And then last year's was it was Modern. Vanguard. No, this Vanguard. year's is Vanguard.
0: So it was Vanguard this year and then the one before that was oh. Cold War and then the one before that one was Modern Warfare.
2: Yes. Yeah, I
0: remember. So the thing is is when Modern Warfare released, though it felt like a brand new game. Like they went back to kind of like the roots of what made Call of Duty great with Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty 4, right? And then they fell back into the same problem that they had before, where they just are re- releasing the same game with different skins, right? Do you guys remember what other company was running into this problem and uh they went on a hiatus? for a year or so two years maybe i think it was just under two years i do
1: not
0: know Uh, no it was two years uh ubisoft did this with assassin's creed
1: that's true they did so in Uh, 2015
0: yeah so in 2015 um, after assassin's creed syndicate they went on a hiatus with the assassin's creed franchise which that was another franchise that was released yearly Right, and they got into this stale. Like the game sold really well; it always sold really well, but it was it was becoming stale. So they took a two year break, and then they released Assassin's Creed Origins, and they revamped the entire gameplay mechanics. They added more of an open world RPG uh, mechanic to it, but also the same Assassin's Creed classics—you know, sneaky building, climbing stuff—and it was a hit. And then they released after that it was uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which just took what they did with Origins and expanded on that. And Odyssey was a great game. And then Valhalla, is that the the, that one released, but that was a launch title for the consoles. And it was I feel like they, they can only do so much with this game, like they can release a new game and everyone loves it because it's new and different. They'll release another one. They'll update it a bit based off of feedback that they got, and then it. They get in the same cycle, but Activision, I think is great for them. They need to do something to make the call of duty franchise different. How can they do that? I have no idea because it's a first person shooter and they're all fundamentally the same.
1: You know, the story wasn't terrible in cold war, but if you remember some of the original modern warfare games, the stories connected and they were like three, four years apart, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And now like you 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 said it with uh, Assassin's Creed but I don't know if either of you guys play golf games but PGA 2K took a long hiatus remember there was like no mm-hmm. golf games from either company mm-hmm. for probably 5 years and they came back and it was a banger of a game ubisoft also does it with the like the Tom Clancy games they took a break the games came back better the division wildlands ghost recon those kind of games we we come to know them, come to love them, and come to expect them. But the only thing that should be annual, and it should be more update than new games every year, should be sports franchise games, like your NHLs, your MLBs, your Fifas, your your Madden's.
0: Hell, even that doesn't need to be released on a yearly basis. They just need to update rosters.
1: No, you know the one that doesn't need to be released on a regular basis. Do you know how many F one games there are? <laughs> too many have you you ever looked into that
0: (laughs) do you know how big the fan base is for f1 and nascar that those people are a completely different breed like they are some of the most hardcore fans that i've ever seen in in any sports like more hardcore than hockey fans or football fans the seriously
1: here's a trivia question for you gentlemen the two sports that got a rise in popularity due to the pandemic were Tabletop, the two sports, table, uh, table
0: tennis and darts.
1: Okay. Max, here, I'm going to say guys.
2: I'm going to say disc golf and oh man also going to go with with table tennis as the second. So,
1: one of you had one answer correct. Darts. So it was disc golf and F1.
0: Oh, damn it.
1: So F1 was already so like very popular in Europe. And then in the beginning of the pandemic drive to survive launched and it was this Netflix phenomenon. People were like, Oh my God, these race cars are so cool. There's like a drama story. And like F1, just like every other European sport is super rigged, but the, it, there's a drama, there's a story to it now. And F1 drive to survive is one of the biggest documentaries on Netflix. I don't know how you pulled out disc golf aside from knowing that I disc golf.
2: That's That was basically it, but it's also fun.
1: Disc golf. I've seen videos. <laughs> took off.
0: It's Frisbee the, with points.
1: Sort of, yeah. <laughs> but it took off because it was something you could do through the pandemic that didn't require you being near people. And it was safe. It's your own plastic. It's all individual. And like the boom, like I was watching a tournament this week on YouTube. And they were like, it's amazing how many like more views we're getting this year than we even did last year. And it's all because of this like this rise in popularity because nobody could do anything, but this was a safe sport to run tournaments.
0: Thanks, COVID.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the plastic manufacturers must really be loving it. And, I mean, not necessarily COVID aside, but have you guys looked at some of the, the biggest movie releases that are coming out this month? I, I have noticed a trend more and more films, even though like we all live in Ontario, and Ontario's just kind of cracked the bottle back open to to allow people to go into movie theaters without any problems, with no restrictions.
0: Can you get snacks in theaters now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Apparently there's I don't know which movie theater company it is, but they are running three days a week mandated to allow people who don't feel comfortable to still watch movies and i think that's really cool
0: that's actually sweet
1: yeah there uh, i saw a list of toronto restaurants doing that as well they're calling it like mandate monday so it's because like a lot of these companies are and restaurants are very like fearful that they're gonna lose patronage that they were getting over the last few months Mm -hmm. because of these restrictions because of these passports so it'll be very interesting to see Mm -hmm. where it was actually going with this is an overabundance of large films being dropped right on Netflix and Disney plus. The pandemic has essentially killed off the major movie market to have people flocking to the theaters.
0: Tentatively.
1: This this is why Scorsese is so pissed. He's like, well, Marvel movies always win. And it's so true because people are going to these movies because they're attached to these characters but some movies are coming out and people are like, oh, I can just wait till it comes out on like Netflix or something.
0: Like, well, Red Notice is
1: a great example. And it was a Netflix only movie.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, is there's a certain type of movie that you have to see in the theater. Right. Like you have to see these Marvel movies and these superhero movies and these big action flicks in the theater. It's just part of the experience of it. You know, yeah. I um, still have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, you got it. Surprise, surprise. And guess what? I am seeing it. By the time that our listeners have heard this sentence, I probably will have seen the movie. <laughs> uh, because theaters are opening up. Finally.
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> checking my watch to figure out exactly when I could text you spoilers. Uh, and you
0: know what? Uh, I'll be very mad if you text me spoilers before 9 p.m.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something that I've, uh, that I've noticed. And I guess in movie trailers, which would never, you've never really seen it before COVID, was how they would say, oh, like, jackass forever, only in theaters. Yeah.
0: Only in theaters, well, you know? Yeah, like, a lot of the times like they would, yeah, like, I feel like there were some movies that would say, like, only in theaters just as part of the marketing. Like, oh, you want to see this movie, you have to go to the movies. Um, But it's starting to show up more and more. Yeah, and I have noticed that too. Where, uh, because they're having a lot of movies where it's like in theaters and Netflix, like right. in small writing and stuff like that, yeah. or they don't even they don't even advertise the fact that it's going on Netflix or Disney Plus at the yeah, same time. That's true. Uh, what was the one that, uh, The King's Man? Yeah, that's I on had Disney no Plus.
1: idea.
0: Right, I didn't even know that it was on on Disney Plus. That's like it a was brand actually, new movie. It, it was. It was actually uh, She Who Shall Not Be Named that asked me the other day if I wanted to see it. I'm like, well, it's in theaters. Well, it was in theaters, but it was only in theaters for like two weeks or three weeks before it was on Disney+. I think it's still in theaters. But uh, yeah, we watched that. And, and this is a movie that I would have loved to see it in theaters because the, the Kingston movies are, they're great visually and they're entertaining and they are just something that really benefits from watching it on a big screen but we ended up watching it on my small big screen at home (laughs) my Uh, home big screen my home big screen it wasn't it was a great movie I highly recommend watching it but there was just something that was missing from that experience Right. And and I think that's why I'm so excited to see Spider Man in theaters. And I was actually worried because like the where I live, there's there is a theater here. It's really small. They have like three screens. And I was actually concerned that they were just open like and they were open up on Fridays. And I was concerned that they were only showing Batman and there's a few other like new movies that have that are coming out right around this time. Spider Man came out what, mid December? November. Was it November?
2: No, no, it was December.
0: It was December. Oh, was yeah. Right like just before yeah. Christmas. Yeah, December... Yeah. 21st? 19th or something. something yeah, yeah, around that time. So it's been out for so long. It's still playing in theaters. But now there's another big, big movie that people have been anticipating. So I was concerned that I would have to wait until... And actually, Spider-Man comes out on Blu-ray. um, In April. No, March 11th.
1: I thought it was April. Did it get pushed?
0: That's crazy. No, it's March. March 11th, it comes out on streaming and Blu-ray. So the fact that I can, sure, I can wait like two weeks and see this movie at home. Sure, it's great. But this is the type of movie where I have to go and see it in the theater. Even if it's a smaller, you know, small town theater. Just the fact that seeing it on a big screen like that, having that movie theater popcorn and and just that experience that's what makes it so much better so when there's movies that are not doing as well because marvel movies always win well make better movies no <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> before the pandemic you know there were those movies did well enough because if they didn't do well they wouldn't be making sequels to these movies or they wouldn't even be coming out to begin with if they if studios didn't think that they're going to be making money
1: But we've also gotten away from the movies that we grew up with too, right? Like we are long past the days of raunchy offensive comedies because somebody will be offended. What was that Um, Joe Rogan or not Joe Rogan? Seth Rogan wrote that movie with the the kids. Was it called the good boys or something? Oh, Uh, and mothers everywhere tried to get Seth Rogan removed from like everything. And,
0: And did you guys watch that movie?
1: No, no I, I, I never saw it.
0: So it's funny, but it's not it's not outrage. I need this movie banned offensive. It's a bunch of kids that are just being kids and they swear and they get into things like it's it's kind of like a growing up like coming of age film for these kids and but it's funny because it has more adult humor. And that's what makes it so funny. But, uh, yeah, people were offended because it's like, all oh, these children who are in, you know, grade six and seven and they're saying swear words and stuff like that. And it's just people get too easily offended. That's well, what it is. And, well, remember, we, we haven't had a good Seth Rogen movie in a long time.
1: That's true. I think right? Right? Like the, last in the theaters, one right? that I, like, cracked up with would have been, like, this is the end.
0: Or The Night Before.
2: Oh, uh, The Night Before is a great movie surprisingly right?
0: great movie. Right? But that was like one of the last <laughs> movies that I remember that came out in theater like that was a Seth Rogen film that you know was offensive. <laughs> and like not not that I was offended by it, but that could offend someone and I'm sure people were offended by certain things in it.
1: You mean that church scene? Totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like even like 22 Jump Street and 21 Jump Street. You know, like the those were a remake of the TV show 21 Jump Street, right? Yeah. But there's stuff in there that I was watching the other day, and there's stuff in there that if it was released now, people would be offended. You know, like Korean Jesus. You know, I was like, quit bothering Korean Jesus. He doesn't have time for your shit, right? Like, and that's funny. That's funny stuff, but there's guaranteed someone that's going to be like, oh my God, I'm offended by that.
1: And it, it, it is it's unfortunately how it is. And there's one movie on this list here that I, I'm trying to get us to <laughs> Which people are already up in arms with. And it's the Batman. No, I'm just kidding. But Batman is causing, the a, little bit, <laughs> Batman <laughs> is causing a little bit of a stir out there because we've, uh, we've seen that three-letter websites review, which is, it was a 10 before anybody else got to see it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the average review is about a seven. So who are we going to believe? The people who are 100% paid for the review or the common viewer and listener or watcher? Am I excited for the movie? Yes. Can we play the game now saying like either see it in theaters or watch it at home? No, because most of these movies are coming out only at home. So we'll just say a specific yes or no. Will you guys see Batman? Or the Batman?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Absolutely. Now, where do you think it'll stack up in your favorite Batman films? Sight unseen, trailers only um i
0: i, I, think, I think it'll That's be like up
1: there
2: yeah like i think it's too early to tell trailers can you know give so much but then you see the actual product and it's like wow like the trailer really was like not what i thought it was going to be so
0: I'm- prime example is the Kingsman. watch the trailer and then watch the movie not even a spoiler alert i was pleasantly surprised that the movie was so much more than what the trailer showed which is good yeah I think there's a lot of hype for this one, right? Because when it was first announced that they're rebooting Batman, sure, people we were like, "Fine. It's it was bound to happen. They're going to reboot Spider or Superman at some point again too." <sighs> right? But then when it was announced that Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, people were like, "What the fuck?" Right? Like is he going to be a Sparkly Man? Because <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right? Like he he's not a bad actor. You know, like he does have a pretty wide range of acting abilities and i was interested in seeing how he would portray the character and from that first trailer we got from this movie it was showing that it was going to be a gritty dark batman which i've been hoping for for a long time so i'm excited to see it just for the fact that it's might be the batman that i've wanted but But, is
1: the batman you deserve
0: i hope michael keaton's secretly under that mask of robert pattinson
2: (laughs) all all i know is that i'm I'm a big fan of like the look of this batman and by Mm. that i mean like the movie in general not just how he looks but the thing that always makes me laugh and i know that when i see this movie when that line is said i'm gonna laugh uh there's a part in the trailer where (laughs) someone goes who are you and then he goes i'm vengeance Uh, and i well they can't
0: say i'm the batman because I Christopher Nolan's to. Batman did that already.
2: Yeah. Um, so I am very excited for that line because
1: I could use a good laugh. There, <laughs> There is no Joker, right? I'm not a
2: No, it's, it's the
0: Riddler. This is yeah, Riddler um, and I Catwoman. See,
1: I also saw that Colin Farrell is the Penguin.
2: Oh, yes. I forgot about Colin Farrell. And that looks pretty sweet.
1: So that's a resounding yes. Now, the next movie up on the list is one that's turning a lot of heads, and that is Turning Red the new Pixar film that is dropping exclusively on Disney plus. So no theaters and some people down in the the States there think it's, uh, it's only releasing on Disney plus because it's not going to be good because it's based in Canada. A eh? and I'm just not,
0: we're for f- making a movie from Canada. eh? only going to release it on Disney plus cause no one's going to see it. Otherwise, eh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the the fact that this movie is based in 2003 and that iconic shot of the Rogers Center is properly named Sky Dome, I would pay to see the movie just for that.
0: Just for that. Mm-hmm. See, I think this is a prime example, though, of a movie that would do well in theaters.
2: Yeah, right? I agree with that.
0: Um, if it was only in theaters, but the demographic that it's marketed towards... Traditionally, Pixar films are more towards like the family and stuff like that. In order to get families to watch this movie, they have to release it on Disney Plus.
1: But you remember a year ago, and even two years ago, when Disney started releasing movies on Disney Plus and in theaters, but you had to pay like thirty dollars for the pass. Yep, they never did that with um, Soul. They never did that with Upward. Is it Onward? And they on, ma- on board, they're not they're not doing it with this one either. So you don't have to pay for these three movies at all. No, but and like, the voice are actors for are still the
0: cost yeah, but people are still paying for the subscriptions, right? And Disney Plus increased the, the cost of the monthly and yearly subscriptions.
1: It's still a quarter of what you'd pay for Netflix for the year.
0: Still, In most but, cases. But like they're still making money. And Disney has enough money that they could be losing money. And still be making money.
1: It's true. Like they're they're right. probably paying for this movie with like the Black Widow earnings or Spider-Man's mm-hmm. earnings.
0: And I think uh, it, it's only a matter of time before we start seeing movies more and more slowly releasing exclusively in theaters. Um, Cause what Disney did with free guy, it had a 45 day theater, um, Exclusive window. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in theaters for 45 days before it was released on streaming platforms. And I'm surprised that they're not doing that more often. Um, but like that model encourages people who want to go see the movie in theaters to go see it or who wants to see it right away to go see it in theaters, but then also allows the people who are like, you know, what, I, I don't feel too comfortable going to the theaters just yet. Or I, I don't need to see it in that I can wait. To see it at home.
1: Yeah. It's like the next oh, so you guys a yes or no on this one.
0: Oh, I'm gonna watch it just to see how um nineteen nine or two thousand three Toronto looks in the yeah. Pixar film.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as well, just for the Toronto setting alone. But it also just looks yeah.
1: good. I mean the the saying is Toronto is my home, right? So Let's see what it looks like. The next one up, I'm shocked. I am legitimately shocked that Netflix can keep wheeling this this kind of star power and get away with it. And like Red Notice had Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson, and Gal Gadot. The Adam Project stars Ryan Reynolds, Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, and Jennifer Garner. You've got three Marvel actors that are just high in demand A-listers on a Netflix movie about himself. Like kind of playing himself. Well, I guess he can like t- travel back in time and see an iteration of himself.
0: Yeah, and he has to be his own father or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It looks so intriguing. I've only seen one trailer. It comes out on March eleventh. It, I think it could be a really good film. It's gonna. It drop. looks
0: interesting. It looks interesting for sure. I will watch it, but I feel like Ryan Reynolds is just playing the same character over and over again. Like he can only play the the one type of character, the wise cracking, you know, overly skilled white male. You know, I agree
2: with that.
1: (laughs) Are you still a little gun shy for home releases of this magnitude because of the Tomorrow War, which you did not like?
0: No, not at all. I think it will be a good movie. I'm not doubting that. Like the interesting, the the trailer looks interesting, and I will watch it. I'm intrigued to watch it. But what I'm saying is that Ryan Reynolds, after playing Deadpool, it, he's just Deadpool in every movie. He's doing those wisecracks, like when he was uh, Detective Pikachu. Same thing. You know, it's Ryan Re- Reynolds. Like that movie was good enough that you could look past the fact that it's Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of Pikachu. But still, every single one of his movies, like when was the last time he did a serious movie?
1: Definitely, maybe.
0: How long yeah. ago was that?
1: Two thousand and
2: four. No, I think I
0: think exactly.
2: buried might have been the most his most recent. But that oh, was yeah, like buried. That's two thousand nine or something,
0: right? So every single movie, like in you and you guys watch Red Notice, you'll see he's the same character, and it's tiring almost. I'm not saying that he's a bad actor. I like the movies that he's in. Like he kind of is the comedic skinny version of the rock where the movies that he's in, like they're going to be making money. They're going to be bangers, but he is the same character. He in every movie
1: and cash or crap determined that Ryan Reynolds was a cash money actor.
0: Oh, 100%. And we
1: we didn't do the rock.
0: Did we, did we do the rock?
1: Yeah, we did. We, yeah. we said he was yeah, a crap actor, but yeah, mostly crap. Um, even just friends, he was a smart ass in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, like that's that's our annual. Like it's November first, we're gonna watch a not Christmas movie but a holiday movie. So we'll like sit there, we'll make some cocoa on November first every year, and watch just friends. And it's funny because any time throughout the day here. There's a line in the movie where where, um, this little girl's like, don't pass it to Brander. He sucks. And he's like, I'm a good skater, little girl. Watch. You might learn something. And that gets quoted at least once every other day at at our house for anything. It's like, I'm a good cook, little girl. I'm a good vacuumer. It's just, it's synonymous. It is his kind of, it's his shtick. But yeah, you're right. He has been Mm -hmm. a smart ass the entire time. Here's the movie that I'm a little diced out about, guys. Cheaper by the Dozen, the remake. Oh my God. Yeah. It's. I love Zach Braff. I love Scrubs. Scrubs is a very important Does show. Does he need me. money he looks, or something?
0: Yeah, he looks so old in this movie.
2: <laughs> is he like. Yeah. Did he get in like. Is he getting divorced or something? Uh, well, he, he uh, is he, again? He must
1: be in some sort of financial <laughs> trouble. He's dating Florence Pugh. Yeah. Who? Uh, Yelena Belova.
0: Yeah. Who?
1: the the new Black Widow. Oh, okay. I hate when you do this, <laughs> um. <laughs> so Zach Braff, like the, they have a wildly successful podcast, which he's making some good coin on. But he's a screenwriter. Yeah. And even the combination of him and Gabriel Union is very odd to me. It just doesn't look natural. Like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I like I, I want to support the dude. I just.
2: I get the feeling that they're just trying to be woke.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. but, oh, yeah. like,
2: but they're trying like way, way, way too hard.
0: Well, it's a remake of the movie. You what yours, mine and ours or something like that. So it's not yeah. even a remake of cheaper by the dozen, which cheaper by the dozen. Those movies were great. Um, Shout out to remake-
1: Rockwood, Ontario. Let's go.
0: <laughs> um, it's a remake of a completely different movie. And. This is like it's like a it feels like a made for TV movie. You know, yeah. like one of those Hallmark flicks that you'd find on the TV when you're homesick on a Wednesday afternoon and the price is right is over, right? Like <laughs> this is one of those movies. Um I, it will definitely appeal to children. Um but that's really about it, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to like watch it, but I don't want to.
2: You know what, Zach Braff? I, you know I the, don't think I don't think he's in financial trouble. I think he's he's paying a favor to a friend of his by
1: doing this,
0: mm-hmm. like That's a friend of a friend.
1: Yeah. Probably really realistic. Like, <laughs>
0: uh, th- you know what the thing is, uh, Sean? There's this thing called freedom of choice, and you don't have to watch this movie unless, but of course, your significant <laughs> other is making you. Then yeah, you have to. No, sorry, I'm, bud, I'm, you signed up for that. <laughs>
1: I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of Zach Braff, so I'm like I'm cautiously optimistic. I just want to see if he's like in anything else. But is coming it up.
0: is it worth potentially ruining your enjoyment of a, an actor to watch a movie that you generally genuinely aren't really interested in?
1: I mean, I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I now think Kristen <laughs> Wiig just took the job to make some money.
0: Yeah, but but Wonder Woman 1984, that trailer made it look good. Yeah, and it was awful. (laughs) And then it was was awful, right? So I I don't think it happens very often where the trailer literally makes the movie look awful, and then it was really good, actually.
1: Fair. Um, That's a good point. All right. So I'm guessing that's two no's, and I'm watching it begrudgingly.
2: Yeah, sounds about right.
1: (laughs) Um, The final movie I had on the list was The Lost City. Now, this one kind of came up as as a surprise. I saw the trailer a few months ago. Didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, shit, that movie's coming out this month. It's got that perfect combination of two funny people who kind of do the same thing in every movie. And Daniel Radcliffe, who is apparently just redoing his role from Now You See Me 2. And it doesn't look that bad. It kind of has that, um, what were those two movies, Stranger Than Fiction? and this, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where it's like a narrator's telling the story, and as the story's happening, things change. Mm-hmm. But she's the narrator. She's the writer.
0: Mm. Looks pretty good. It it does look interesting. I think it'll be a fun movie to watch. But that's really about it. I don't know. I, I, I don't really know too much about Like I don't have high expectations for this movie, but it does look like it'll be enjoyable.
2: I kept hearing about it. Like I, I never saw a trailer. I just kept hearing about the movie itself. And I was like, okay, it was like, seems pretty like, I don't want to say basic because that's not the right thing, but I was no, just it's like, basic. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. Cause when I, when I saw the poster for it, I was like, Oh, it was like jungle cruise just came out. And I feel like this is like this, like almost the same thing. But when I went to go see jackass recently, they showed a trailer for this. And I did not realize that there's much more, to this movie than i originally thought so
0: mm-hmm.
2: i it's one of those it's a sandra bullock movie it could be great but it also it could ruin her career who knows
0: <laughs> well like i don't know if her career could get it any worse <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo sandy b pulls man sandy b pulls
2: yeah i guess um every, every time i think of sandra bullock now i just think of Bo Burnham. Lord help me Mm -hmm. channel, Sandra Bullock in the blind side. Sandra Bullock.
0: What what I find really interesting, though, is um, Daniel Radcliffe. I I don't know if you've kind of followed his career post Malone. No, post. (laughs) (laughs) Post post Harry Potter. But he does a lot of, he's been doing a lot of indie films and smaller budget stuff. Uh, There's one where he played a dead body.
1: Was that um, Swiss Army Man? S- Swiss, Army, Swiss Man. Army Man. Great movie.
0: Great movie. Did you watch Guns akimbo
2: No, I've, I've heard no, of it, it's... though. It sounds outrageous. Okay.
0: The concept of this movie is ridiculous, but it's so good. He, uh, he pissed off some guys that played this game online, which is like a real-life battle royale. He pissed people off so much that they break into his house, drug him, and then attach... Guns to his hands and he can't remove them and he has to win. So now like you've everyone's seen the meme of uh, Daniel Radcliffe in the big slippers, the uh, night coat or whatever it is, the robe in the streets, just kind of like holding the guns up. Crazy eyes. Yeah. That's from that movie, right? Like. This movie is actually so good, and I think it's really cool that he's breaking out and doing different things. Like he did that whole Hollywood, the whole Hollywood uh, movie stuff. He
1: did the, he did the A-list stuff and now he's kind of, yeah.
0: And really out of, out of everyone that was in Harry Potter, right? He probably could have continued on his career and done a whole lot of, you know, other big Hollywood films, but he's transitioned to do smaller indie stuff, which allows him to show his acting abilities. Whereas, everyone else in those Harry Potter films, like that weren't already established actors and actresses haven't really done a whole lot. So I'm really interested to see how he is in this movie in lost cities.
2: I, I think what's impressive uh, about or the Daniel Radcliffe is the fact that like, he didn't get stuck as Harry Potter. Like obviously for the remainder of our lives, we're always going to know him for being Harry Potter, but it's like, He's like you said, he's done really good movies so that it kind of has helped him avoid being known Mm -hmm. as like, oh, like, it's just Harry Potter. You know, he didn't do anything Mm -hmm. else great after, but no, he's been doing fantastic movies and he's really like, he's made quite a name for himself. I know, obviously, Harry Potter is a household name, but the fact that he's continued to do really well for himself and not be like held down to just this one role. Kudos to him.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of like the sh- complete polar opposite of Robert Pattinson, right? He did, if you look at the two actors, right? He did Twilight and that was either people loved it or they hated it. And it was great material for just jokes. Um, But he had to do a lot to get out of this idea that he was this sparkly vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, And slowly, like he's been doing music movies more and more movies that have shown that he's capable of being more than just a meme meme vampire but i think batman is going to be a big role for him and it's going to show people that he is capable of actually being doing a whole lot more kind of like zac efron oh,
1: you God, know here we go
0: <laughs> no 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 but but same same idea what was he he did what was it high school musical or whatever those things were Right, so yep. he was stuck in that that uh, campy Disney TV Nickelodeon type show stuff, but then he progressed and eventually did a lot more movies and more adult movies. Right, like he was in Baywatch, uh, The Greatest Showman, um, Neighbors. Right, like he showed that he has a, a wider range of acting than just the Disney TV shows. Mm-hmm. And the stuff made for kids, right?
1: It's funny, too, because when you bring up things like Hairspray and um, The Greatest Showman, he walked away from the opportunity to be in the remix or the remake of um, Footloose. Because it was the same director as Hairspray and the same director as High School Musical. And they were like, hey, you want to be Ren? It's yours. We'll give it to you. And he's like, I don't want to dance and act anymore. And then it was like, yeah, I'll do Hairspray. And then like how do you not join huge J- jacked man for uh for the greatest showman? Now David, mm. be, before we get on to games, Robert Pattinson. Do you know what movie was his big break before Twilight? <laughs> no. <laughs> Max, do you know?
2: I like I wanna say Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
1: It was Harry Potter yeah, and the Goblet of Patrick Fire. Diggory. And, and David was here going like nobody from Harry Potter grew up. Yeah. Robert Pattinson also has an Oscar for Water of Elephant or Walk the Elephant with Reese Witherspoon. W-
2: water for elephants.
1: Water for elephants. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it had elephants and yeah. Reese in
2: it. I've read the book. That's the only reason I know that.
0: Wait, he has an Oscar. The movie won an Oscar, so technically oh, the movie, yeah. it doesn't doesn't count. Okay, but who was who was uh, Cedric Diggory?
1: He was the 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 Gryffindor fourth year or the elder classman that was uh, voted into the Goblet of Fire. And then Dumbledore was like, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And then two people from Hogwarts got in. How do you not know this?
0: This is like very basic
1: Harry Potter 101.
0: (laughs) I've never seen the movie. Um, But here's the thing, though. Was he a main character in that movie? Yes. Really? Okay, whatever.
2: Yeah, he was like, I don't know if main is the right word, but he was definitely like, he did have an important role in the
1: story. Not only... He was also in the third movie, or wasn't he in the one before Goblet of Fire as well?
2: I don't think so. Nope, I think it was only in Goblet not. of Fire.
1: But he got killed by the main villain, so if there was some sort of test to see how popular or important he was to the story, very. That's true. Um, March is looking a little light on the the gaming front. I know we're running a little longer than usual, but we'd be remiss to miss um, some of these games so we've changed our rankings a little bit now we're just saying pre-order wait for a review or bargain bin because hard passing gives no respect to the games whatsoever now
0: some games don't deserve respect though
1: yeah they get no respect i get no respect um sorry i've been watching a lot of parks and rec and amy poehler's really bad rodney daly and dangerfield is just in my head all the time um first big game of the month is gran turismo 7 drop it on the PS five as a racing sim player. I've still always been a bigger fan of the Forza series for both um, like the horizon and the actual like simulated driving sims. Gran Turismo always turned me off based off the licensing. I don't know if you guys remember that from previous games, but in order to get into the races, you always had to get your driver's license (laughs) and it was just like a lot of busy work in order to get into the actual meat and potatoes of the game. Yeah. It'll be free on PlayStation now or PlayStation Plus eventually.
0: Don't buy yeah, in like in like five <laughs> or six years. I, I, the I The don't... Gran Turismo games have always been something that I'd play for like like legitimately play for an hour and then be like, "Okay, I've I have no desire to grind this game."
1: <laughs> Why would I spend this kind of money? Mm-hmm. But it's releasing on both PS4 and PS5, so good job, Sony.
0: Yeah uh also on uh the fourth on Friday today that this episode's released <laughs> uh triangle strategy that's like the new tactical r p g from square Enix on the uh, nintendo switch i don't know I think it will it' will probably sell well but uh I know there's some people that are super hyped for it, other people like myself Meh. max any idea on this one
2: uh I've never heard of it uh probably probably going to pass on it if i'm being honest
1: the um the next big release of the month i believe is on the 15th of march ps5 users and xbox series x users rejoice Because a game that is eight years old is finally being (laughs) optimized and launching on your your consoles and that is grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto 5 online
0: you mean not skyrim
1: no, no, that just releases every other Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is this a free update for people who own the game already? I
1: do, I do declare. Speaking of do declare, I think Red Dead getting updated is more important than Grand Theft Auto, but that's just me. Um, I want to play again, but I'm also like, I, I know and I'm aware that I'm so far behind the rest of the online world that like, I'm going to be in there with my little pew pew shooter, and there's going to be people out there who have like oh i have three casinos one bomb shelter two jets a tank and a tactical dog i'm like cool man i've got an el camino (laughs) let's go i still want to play it i think optimize maybe the the story could be fun again i know they have changed things from the original story a little bit to be a little bit more modern with the times so we'll see. I, I'm definitely gonna just download the update. I don't I don't see why they would charge me for it if I already own it. But
0: hopefully hopefully. I uh I'll probably dabble into it. Like if I do load up GTA online, I'm probably a billionaire already. Because I loaded it up once when I bought the game and I bought it with like it was a bundle that came with like fifty million dollars for GTA Online. But then every time that there's a free shark card or whatever it is from Amazon, like Prime Gaming and stuff like that. I've been getting it, <laughs> so I probably am like a billionaire in there with, you know, a white t-shirt and and jean shorts. You <laughs> have the Flying <laughs> DeLorean. I could buy one instantaneously.
1: Man, this, this is a brutal month. I'm literally reading through it right now. I'm like, wow, a lot of these games don't really tickle the old fancy. Is there anything that jumps off the page for you, Max?
2: Uh, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five—I've always enjoyed that. I think the remastering is, you know, long overdue. But you also also raise a good point that Red Dead could really use it as well. Um, but the only thing that that I'm thinking of—I know this is—I think they announced this like back in in February—that uh, they've uh, officially started working on Grand Theft Auto Six. So you know nothing this month specifically but from eight years from now yeah i'm excited for grand theft auto (laughs) 6 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it'll it'll still only be released on ps4 because they still haven't figured out the ps5 it's uh don't jinx it the running joke on uh this show max as you get more comfortable is that the ps5 is the super machine Because it won console of the year last year. And it makes no sense because nobody was able to buy it. And it's less (laughs) powerful than the Xbox. But it is what it is.
0: Um, Um, A few other games are coming out. Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin. I don't know if you uh, remember this one. This was like the Final Fantasy 1 remake. That was announced at, I think it was announced at E3. Um, Like the last E3. It's a take. Did you? I know Sean. You probably haven't. Max, have you ever played the Final Fantasy? Any of the Final Fantasy games? Like the
2: first Final Fantasy, like I could probably count on one hand how many times I played the first Final Fantasy.
0: Like Final Fantasy One, like on the NES. Like, well, I guess it's been re released on every other system, but
2: yeah, I I think I've probably played it on like a PS One
0: yeah okay that makes sense because it came out on there so this is like a remake of that one but they've turned into like more of an action rpg it looks interesting um that comes out on the 17th um and then there was another one. Oh yeah on the 25th there's a big one that was actually like just recently announced well i guess it was announced in uh E3 there's as two well. big
1: games coming out on the 25th
0: oh yeah well the one uh, that i'm talking about is kirby <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to go with the actual one that's universally accessible, but go on. Kirby does look good. I've seen some uh, Tiny Vayner- Tina's Wonderland, yeah. universally accessible. Well, it's available on four systems.
0: Yeah, but when you think about it, though, Kirby is uh, a household name. If you have a Nintendo system.
1: So it's a household name to maybe 40% of the gaming population,
0: which is still pretty Significant. I have more than forty percent of the gaming population has a Nintendo system.
1: Wow! Do you guys have a Switch, Max? I do. Yeah. Oh well, there's a hundred percent of this one right here. Well, damn it. Um, I think Tiny Tina's is probably going to do better overall because it is a Borderlands game. It is heavily backed by voice actors. I I believe is it. Oh, I forget the name now of who's playing it, but I know Andy Sandberg's in the game and somebody else. Damn it. Is it Tara Strong? That's doing the voice? I have no idea. No clue? Damn. Oh. Well, I, I honestly didn't
0: out. even know. I didn't even know that this existed. To be telling, completely <laughs> honest with you, I don't know how I missed this one. Really? Yeah. Uh, on the 29th, Crusader Kings 3 comes out on the playstation 5 and xbox series x it's been out on pc for a while but do you know the crusader kings games i can't say i do they're they're like strategy games where you have to create your own kingdom and you literally can start as a baby if you want and become the king and marry your cousin and have (laughs) it's weird but there's like so much stuff that goes on if you like like political strategy games um or even games like um What's the one with the uh, civilizations where you have to build a civilization of stuff? I believe they're called
1: civilization.
0: Yeah, civilization. (laughs) If you like those kinds of games and whatnot, or um, just anything that is like a real-time strategy with like a political aspect of it, these games are pretty funny. Like you could like make your character look like a troll and become like the most desirable person in in all of Europe. It's just pretty funny. But uh, I know that there's a pretty big following behind that one. Um, But that's really about it.
1: Yeah, March is a a pretty dry and somber month when it comes to gaming. Uh, People will get their fancy tickled. I think WWE 2K22 will sell because all the WWE games sell to people. Mm -hmm. They they were really fun when I had like a Nintendo 64 accessible. Like re-release it on that. And uh, I thought about this while you were talking about Final Fantasy. But like Call of Duty, Final Fantasy needs to take a break. Stop re releasing the same 14 things over and over and over again. Or at least do that yeah. with like Doom or Duke Nukem or something. Or
0: you know, I don't think I don't recuperate. think Final Fantasy fits into that same category. Because if you maybe back from like the PlayStation, or I guess like the original Nintendo through to the PlayStation 2, it was like the same turn based RPG, and now they did have some spin offs and stuff like that. But since then, like they've progressed fairly significantly like final fantasy 15 that was an action rpg and i think a lot of square enix games are actually going to that action rpg style but yeah yeah.
1: i I just i think they're they're over i I don't know we do these lists on a fairly regular basis and every time i hear final fantasy i'm like oh not again but people feel the same way when they hear about another nhl title another cod title another pokemon title Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: all same same but different But still, same same. So Max, this was your your first podcast with us. The
0: inaugural, the inaugural show. I butchered that word.
1: I I have some regal horns that we typically play when I win a board game. But if you'd like them, which
0: hasn't been played for a while. Oh, just
2: go for
1: it. Oh, okay. Now, now you're officially he's inaugurated. He's so cool.
0: <laughs> he's so cool.
1: And now we've gone out of control with our soundboards.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so but, cool. <laughs> h- how are you feeling?
2: I feel good. This has been so fun. I'm like very happy to be a part of this. This is, I, I mean, I love talking. So you know, any 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 chance I get to do it more, sign me up. <laughs>
1: So before we go, we like to always ask anybody who's with us, like what you're working on right now. Is there, is there any uh, special videos that are coming out or something that you just can't wait to, to give to the public?
2: I mean, I usually, like nothing nothing too special. I'm, I, I post videos, I'd say basically basically every day. Um, you know what? I, I filmed a, uh, a video today that I'll, I'll probably post this week if John Mulaney worked in customer service. Um because I've I've been working on that impression. I think it's good. It's not the best, but I just I want to get it out there. Uh so that's something that I got coming up that I'm excited about. And just what? anyone listening, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at farbsy That's my that's my name.
0: How is that spelt F- for the dyslexics out there? Yes,
2: that is spelled F. <laughs> F as in Frank, A R B as in Bob, S Y, Farbsy.
1: Now spell the at sign. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow us at seen on screen pod. And we've actually just kind of, we've been on TikTok for a while, but we don't post anything. And we're so sorry. We're so bad at it, but we're trying to get better. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, my favorite place ever, Spotify. That's not really my favorite, but I like (laughs) to say it. For myself, (laughs) for David.
0: Oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs)
1: for our friend max thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next episode of the scene on screen podcast